But right now I'm welcoming in a familiar voice here in Winnipeg, uh, Des Daniels. Hi, Des. How are you? Hey, Jim. You have a busy afternoon on the go here, I hear. Yes, and I, I hope that you do <laughs> not. On. I hope that you do not no, and have lots of rest <laughs> planned uh, after your surgery. Uh, thanks for joining yeah. me. I'm very uh, interested to share this story with everybody. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. So you needed a hip replacement about two and a half years ago. And uh, I just want to get into that journey to what took you to the point where you decided to go to Mexico to get it done. Yeah, sure. So I didn't actually know I needed a hip replacement uh, probably until, well, it was was about um, just over a year ago. But I started having some problems about two and a half years ago. And then that was confirmed through an MRI back in January of 2021. And I've been on the uh, you know, wait list to have this hip replacement more or less since that time. Yeah. So tell us about the, so what took you from there to the point where you were looking to go out of country? So, you know, I mean, the fact that there are these exorbitantly long wait lists is not uh, a surprise or a secret here in Manitoba. And, and I, you know, I was one of the thousands of people uh, you know, on that list for what's referred to as elective surgeries for knee and and hip replacements. Uh, You know, I just found that, um, you know, it was a number of things. I guess I I just kind of assumed that I was, um, you know, would have to wait along with, with, you know, everyone else. And then kind of started getting some information about this whole medical tourism uh, option and, you know, ultimately looked into that and decided that, you know, based on a number of factors, including the fact that, you know, my hip had degenerated to the point that there was, it was basically, there was really nothing left of it. It was starting to, to completely degenerate and, and, and crumble. I was in so much pain all the time. And I ultimately decided that uh, going out of country was going to be the, the most reasonable option for me. So what was the timeline, Des, from the time that, you know, you sort of were on the wait list to the decision to go out of country for it? And maybe what, how long was that? And, and what maybe was it the pain that just made you say that, you know, I, I really don't want to wait anymore? Well, there's kind of two lists, right? Because there's, so there's, they confirmed that you need the replacement, or at least this was the situation for me. They confirmed I needed the replacement. Then you're on the list to actually have a surgeon assigned to you or to, to you know, be able to work with uh, a surgeon who will do the replacement. So that was about a four-month wait. And then from the time that you meet the surgeon, you make the decision, okay, I do want to have this replacement. And then, uh, you know, you know, basically you wait until it's your turn. And so um, I, I was on the, I saw my surgeon, I think it was late March or early April of 2021. Um, and then, you know, ultimately decided it was just actually in the new year that I decided that I, I would be, uh, you know, opting for an, an out-of-country replacement. So here we are almost a year later, heading towards April of 2022. Do you think you would have been in by now here in Manitoba? No, I mean, that's the thing, you know, when I, when I first met with the surgeon, they had said it would be about 18 months and I had tried to, you know, ascertain because of course of the COVID delays, right? There was a lot of discussion in the media about that. And so I wanted to see, you know, right around September, October, you know, was I still at 18 months? You know, was it, you know, was it, did I had it, had I in fact moved up in the queue? Like, where was I? I wasn't able to, you know, get that information um, and, in fact, had a, a, a pretty unpleasant conversation with the, the person doing uh, the, the intake for my surgeon. And then from there, had happened to, you know, hear through a couple of different, um, you know, sources and, and individuals that, you know, there's a couple of different options. One of them was Lithuania. The other one was Mexico. Those were the two that I kind of looked at and, um, you know, ultimately just decided that I, I, 
you know, I really, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to have to spend the money, but it, I was just in so much pain. And, and, you know, to answer your question, no, I mean, I, I have no idea. There's nothing to really determine, at least in my experience, where you are on that. But, you know, it was, it's been at least a year. And I, I doubt very strongly that I would have had my replacement done this year. I suppose it's a possibility, but just based on the fact that these delays are getting longer, um, it, it's pretty unlikely that I, I would have had it done this year. Do you have any um, information on, like, prior... I, look, I and I hate to bash the medical system in this province with the pandemic, but there was a wait list prior to the pandemic. Do you know how long that, that would have been the 18 months you're talking about? I, I don't know for certain because, okay. of course, I was already... We were already into COVID once I was on right. that list or when I was put on that list, so I, I can't really say. I mean, I know that there have always been, uh, you know, certain delays, but I don't know that they were in excess of a year or 18 months, but I, but I don't have uh, concrete information about that. Right, but I, I'm just assuming it's a pretty fair assumption that if it was, as long as it was, that once the pandemic hit, this was, and for obvious reasons, going to take longer. Um, so tell us about the decision to go to Mexico and, and, and have it done. I know you returned home on Friday. What was it like? You know, overall, it was an extremely good experience. Uh, you know, I had the benefit of having a conversation with someone who had had the surgery done with this particular surgeon uh, in Bucerias, Mexico, and she had uh, said, you know, what an overwhelmingly positive experience she had had. And so, um, you know, I started doing a little bit of research. I, you know, communicated with the clinic. I actually, you know, met with the surgeon. That's an option that, uh, you know, you can do that if you're interested in having the surgery. And just felt like, you know, despite my, you know, reservations, and when I say reservations, I mean, you know, I knew that there would be a language barrier, uh, that, that there could be, you know, some complications from that. You know, I, I, I didn't want to go anywhere. I wanted to be here close to my family, to my friends, to my support network. Um, but really, you know, felt like this was a reasonably good option. It was sort of making the best of a bad situation. Um, and so, you know, ultimately decided to, to make the decision to go. And so can you tell us about the experience compared to, like, you, I, I understand it's a two-week uh, ordeal to get the procedure done and then to recover. Um, just tell us about that and, and once you were down there, because I, I would understand that this would be some ad- trepidation about going to a new country, the language and all that. And, and probably once you're there, um, to just not, I, I guess, I don't know, tell us how you felt about not being at home. Well, the care was exceptional. Like, the care was fantastic. And, you know, I just really want to be clear that, you know, I didn't have any assumptions that the people... I had some assumptions that there would be, uh, you know, that, that some of the people giving care to me would be speaking English, but, uh, you know, that it wasn't an expectation of mine. Um, and, and for the most part, there there were no problems as a result of that. But there's certain things, you know, um, that uh, made it did make it a little bit more difficult. But the care itself, the surgery itself was was absolutely fantastic um you know that said it was it was challenging you know it was a very you know i was (laughs) i am i was not looking forward to the surgery i'm not like you know a real brave person and be like oh surgery no problem you know i was pretty freaked out about it and it was a pretty long kind of lonely scary ride down into the or and knowing that i was so far away from home and just really wishing that i had I, i didn't have to you know, make the decision that I did. I, I felt a certain amount of resentment for sure, despite the, the what ended up being extremely good care. Um, 
you know, the surgery went well. The, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was fabulous being in the warmer weather. That certainly, I think, aided in my recovery for those, um, you know, days after the surgery. So I was there for a total of, uh, it was 16 days um, and was there for a 13 days, um, you know, after my surgery. So uh, it, was, it was a good experience, but, I, you know, would have 100%, 100% preferred to have had this done here at home uh, where things are familiar because when you're faced with a lot of uncertainty, you know, you'd rather... Um, you know, the, the things that you can count on, you know, those are, those are the things to have around you at that time. So that, that would have been my preference, but it was, uh, it was a very positive experience and I'm so glad that it's, it's over, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think you, uh, express what I, I think I and most listeners would feel about, you know, even though it was a good experience and there's no complaints or anything like that, just the idea of any major surgery, um, if you had a choice, you would prefer to get it done at home if there wasn't this this backlog. And and so I just want to ask you also, was the, the remaining time in the hospital or because I, I would assume that once you're done, and maybe let us know what you were told about major surgery like this on when you go home from the hospital compared to when you came home from Mexico. You know, like I've heard, so as far as like you're talking about a hospital stay here in Manitoba, like if you were yeah. to have the surgery here. Well, you know, I, like I'd heard, I've heard everything from you're out the same day. Uh, that's not what the surgeon that I met with here in Manitoba said, but I have heard other people say that their surgeons have said that. Um, I, you know, my understanding was, you know, either the next day, possibly the day after. Uh, in Mexico, the... they were kind of shooting for about two days, but they did say, you know, if you need an extra couple of days, that's fine. You kind of got to make the call on that, which was very comforting. And in fact, because I did have some issues with low blood pressure after my surgery, which makes it difficult to get up and walk, which is kind of the benchmark, right? You need to be able to do a certain, you know, a couple of different things, which include, you know, being able to to walk at least somewhat with a walker. Um, I, I said, you know, I feel I would feel more comfortable staying an extra night. That was not a problem. Um, and then they had suggested that we stay for a full 14 days after surgery. Um, and I stayed for, I'm getting my dates, I think a little bit mixed up. We got there on the 8th of March. My surgery was the 11th and then we were home on, on Thursday, which I think was the 24th. So it was about 12, 13 days after the surgery, um, that I, that I went home and spent my time recovering. Um, and what people do is they either get a hotel room or an Airbnb, which is what we did. And then there's a physical therapist that comes and visits you every day. Uh, there's someone who comes and changes your, like, you know, make sure that your bandages are, that, you know, they uh, change your, um, your bandages. And that all happened at the place that we were, we were staying. So the care continues after. And uh, so that was, that was extremely convenient. Um, and uh, the physical therapy part of it in particular was incredibly helpful. So that was kind of the timeline for my surgery. Great, great information and insight here, Des. I, I think the final question is, and we only have about a minute here, but um, I, I would assume anybody listening who's contemplating this wonders about the, the cost of it. Did insurance help with any of it? Um, because I think a lot of people would consider this, but but maybe can't afford it. Yeah, so insurance, um, you know, the, uh, there's no coverage there. Um, there was some, you know, talk in the media uh, a couple of months ago, but an individual who actually went out of country to do uh, his surgery and did 
uh, give the Manitoba government a bill for that surgery. I'm not exactly sure how that, how that turned out. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, um, there's apparently you can write some of it off on on your uh, tax on your taxes with your taxes. So that's something I'll have to talk to my accountant about. But no, it was out of pocket. Uh, the cost of the surgery for this particular clinic, and they they do you know vary. I'm, I'm not sure how many surgeons in Mexico do this, or how many. Uh, my understanding is that there are a number of places you can go for, a, a, for example, like a, a hip replacement. Um, but the cost for the surgeon that I worked with it was fourteen thousand five hundred American dollars. And converted Canadian, it's about just over eighteen thousand, I guess, for the procedure. That's right. Okay, Des. Well, hey, I really appreciate you sharing this because I know with the backlog in the pandemic and the backlog prior to the pandemic, this is on a lot of listeners' minds. And and I think this kind of information and you sharing your story is not only brave because it's a personal, you know, procedure, but also um, it helps put some insight on uh, to those waiting for these joint replacement surgeries. So I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks very much. And please uh, uh, do do nothing the rest of the day and recover well. (laughs) Uh, duly noted, and uh, th- thanks so much, Jim, for uh, for bringing this, continuing to bring this to the, to the attention of, uh, of of folks. And it's important that they know that they have options. And it's unfortunate that uh, you know we have to consider other options. Des Daniels just returned from Mexico on Friday from getting her hip replaced.